You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode, we are going to be recapping Kentucky basketball's 82-74 win over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We were so close. I was so, so, so close to calling the final score of this game. So it was 82-74. to My final score prediction was 84-73. I didn't think that it would take overtime to win this game, um, but the Wildcats eventually did get it done. We're going to talk about the first half in the first uh, few minutes here. We're going to talk about the second half, and then we're going to have some final thoughts, and we're going to go over the parameters, ask the question, did Kentucky do the four things that I think they need to do to typically win a basketball game? So let's go, go ahead and get into it. The first half, very, very aggressive play styles from both teams early. Uh, it was especially so for Mississippi State. Both teams were very handsy on defense, and I think the most important thing that's that was key to start off this game for the Wildcats was Kentucky making it their game. We talked about it on yesterday's episode, breaking down this matchup. I said at the very end, assessing the game, that Kentucky needed to make this game their style of play. What do I mean by that? I'm talking pacing. I'm talking tempo. I'm talking getting to the hole quickly. I'm talking severe wheeler driving down the lane, kind of picking things up and making this a transition basketball game so that Mississippi State is on their heels a little bit. And I think that it worked. Uh, They were running in and out of transition. And again, Severe Wheeler was the catalyst uh, for this. Kentucky was trying to throw Mississippi State out of rhythm. It seemed pretty clear to me. With full court and half court presses on the defensive end, Mississippi State beat it a couple times, beat Kentucky's press, and it led to a couple uh, of baskets inside. And it kept the game close for a little bit early on. Uh, Attacking the rim was a focal point uh, for Kentucky early on in this matchup again. Uh, Very quickly, they would get a rebound, they would get up the floor, they would try and look inside, and they would see if they could get a basket. Uh, Grady got a couple of threes up in transition as well. It was just overall just a really aggressive game from both teams at both ends of the floor. Um, I was was interested to see Mississippi State, who we talked about uh, was was one of the slower teams in the entire country and did not really enjoy playing an up-tempo basketball game. They seemed to kind of handle their own early on. Uh, in this contest. Shibway was playing very, very well at the rim. Whenever other people made mistakes in the first half, Shibway was there to clean it up. Whether it be an almost, uh, an almost turnover or just a, a loose ball, Shibway always seemed to be there for a rebound or something like that. He was just consistently just the one getting the loose ball and cleaning it up and going up for a shot. Uh, Mississippi State also got to the free throw line quite a bit early on. Uh, in this game, and honestly, after seeing the game, I would much rather put Mississippi State on the free throw line some of the time than let them take shots at the rim all the time because we got to see them do a little bit of both in the second half. And we'll talk about the overall numbers here later on in the show, but it came to fruition that statement. I was like, I would much rather put Mississippi State on the free throw line and make them beat us that way than actually let them t- just take shots at the rim at will. Uh, and as it turned out, Mississippi State could not, not could not knock down free throws, and in my opinion, it was 
one of the major reasons why that they eventually lost this game. Pacing slowed down a little bit after the 14-minute mark in the first half, but overall the tempo was higher uh, than what I would expect. Mississippi State being comfortable playing under 12 in the first half. Mississippi State was shooting 33.3% from the floor, 4 of 12. They were not shooting very well at all in the first half, uh, and it definitely hindered them. And it was impressive to see them come back in the second half. We'll talk about that later on. Um, But there were a lot of things that State did in this game to set themselves up for failure in the long run. Missing your free throws, getting out to a very cold start for, for the first 10 minutes or so of the game. It was just overall sloppy play occasionally from the Bulldogs in this contest. Uh, and Mississippi State at the end of the first half, you know, I said they're, they were shooting 33.3% from the floor under 12. Well, they were shooting 30% from the floor at the end of the half. They couldn't buy a bucket. They were 8 of 27 um, from the field. Just simply not a good shooting day in the first half. Now, it was, it was good in the second. We'll talk about that in just, uh, just a little bit. As the game progressed in the first half and as the minutes kind of dwindled down there, the pacing slowed down, and it was not good for Kentucky. They got up, and then it was a 13-point lead, and then it got down to like 8, and then Kentucky moved it back up uh, to 13 points because the last minute of the first half was just crazy frenetic. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 37-24 to 24 was the score at the half. We're going to talk about the second half here and what I saw from the Kentucky Wildcats in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Get Upside. All right, Kentucky fans, let me tell you about this incredible app everybody who everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. If you have Get Upside, as all locked on Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon and cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much to, as two to $300 a month on cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card or Amazon gift card or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is code SCORE. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to a New Year's resolution because it actually tastes really good. You'll actually want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or just plain awful. You do not want to eat those as opposed to to uh to to built bar and you may be thinking you know whenever you're working out right whenever you're trying to eat healthy whenever you're trying to do things the right way to get your body in shape you're starting to eat some of these things that are just boring and tasteless and you you get into it and eventually you're starting to realize you know where are the things that taste good where's all the chocolate where's all the things that actually you know are enjoyable to eat well built bars are are covered in 100% real chocolate and most built bars contain about 130 calories four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So not only do they taste good, but they've got better calories, better gra- uh, better grams of sugar, better net carbs than an actual candy bar 
which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They've also got a ton of different flavors for you to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. They've got a ton of different flavors. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com to see what's new. And you can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, moving along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms, and we are also on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on pod, or if you're listening on podcast, and you want to go comment on the socials, I would love to hear your thoughts about this game. If you've got questions, comments, I want to hear them. Would like to read them on tomorrow's uh, episode. Anything you've got, throw it at me. All right, the second half here, obviously Mississippi State mounted a comeback. They were down by 13 uh, at the end of the first half. They uh, they made a little bit of a run in the second to take it to overtime. Getting to the rim uh, was something that Mississippi State tried to do all game. They weren't knocking down their shots in the first half. They knocked them down in the second. It was really sloppy early for Kentucky. It was just turnovers were just a huge problem for both teams, actually. But Kentucky, I believe, finished the day with, with 17, 18 turnovers. Uh, and Kentucky was not afraid to put Mississippi State on the line. There was, a, the, there was also, there, there were one of two things. There was the occasional breakdown for the Kentucky defense where they would just completely forget to protect the rim whether it be in the half court, whether it be in the transi- transition game, you name it, or Kentucky would just elect to eventually put Mississippi State on the free throw line. Mississippi State shot four, uh, 23 free throws in this game, and they made 14 of them. So it's 60.9% from the free throw line. And that was one of the big things in this game that I kept going back to. is like, man, if they wanted to win this game in regulation, and they did mount a comeback there at the end, if they wanted to win this game in regulation, they they needed to knock down their free throws. It was really, really important, and they just simply were not um, able to execute uh, at different times. And then talking about the turnovers, uh, Kentucky actually finished, yeah, they finished with 17 turnovers uh, on the day. Uh, again, whenever whenever other people were making mistakes, Oscar Sheepway was just kind of the consistent factor. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal in this game, finished with 21 points. 22 rebounds, uh, absolutely is insane. It's his it's his highest total since the uh, Missouri game back on December 29th. He had 20 rebounds in that game, had 22 in this one, was 7 of 11 from the floor, uh, 7 of 11 from the free throw line, uh, had three steals, a block as well. Um, seven offensive rebounds out of those 22. Very impressive stuff from Oscar Shibway. Lance Ware, somebody that I kind of criticized uh, a few games ago, whenever we were doing a recap, just talking about how he needs to be more efficient with his minutes. Well, he came in and he played eight minutes in this contest. He had two points, uh, made his only shot that he took, four rebounds, an assist. Uh, and uh, honestly, I was very, very, very pleased with the with the fight that I saw from Lance Ware. There were a couple of times where he wasn't able to grab a rebound, but he was playing very physical um, on the interior. I absolutely loved the energy and the fight that I saw. Uh, from Lance Ware. Points came easier in the second half for Mississippi State. The game sped back up, and Kentucky was just simply blanking mentally uh, with their interior defense. It was just kind of odd to see. It's like, okay, we've gotten into a possession. We've, we're we're trying, to, trying to work it down, and oh, there's just a lapse, and there's a wide-open layup for Mississippi State or a dunk or something like that. It was just 
consistently kind of chipping back into the game. Kentucky was turning the ball over. Uh, the, the pacing was starting to speed up, and Mississippi State was starting to feel themselves. They were starting to really get into a rhythm, and Kentucky just simply kind of slowly let off the gas. Turnovers and fouls, turnovers and fouls is what I had written down on my notes. Kentucky also has a really hard time getting to the free throw line. Now, I believe they finished the, the the game with 23 free throw attempts, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that Mississippi State was fouling late in order to try and actually get back into the game. Uh, at one point late, like, like with five or six minutes left, Kentucky had shot like nine free throws. Um, just tells you what happened late. Uh, but but it, Kentucky, over these these past two games, and really the entire season, one of the worst teams in the SEC and getting to the free throw line, we did not see them uh, really get to the charity stripe until late in this contest. It went from a 13-point game to a four-point game uh, under eight. And Kentucky, again, what I put down is just consistently not protecting the rim. And uh, one, of, one of the guys that really stepped up for Mississippi State, believe it or not, uh, one, of, one of the best players of the game was not one of their forwards. Tolu Smith was out in this game. I missed that. He was one of the players that we highlighted. He did not play in this game. Um, but, but, uh, but it was not one of their forwards that, that played really well. It was their guard, Iverson Molnar. So we cited him as one of the, the three key contributors. Averages 17.7 points per game. He had 30 points. Only took three threes, missed them all. Uh, he was 13 of 21 from the floor. Had well, and, and get this, he didn't have just 30 points. He had three rebounds, three assists, three steals, and two blocks. Dude did a little bit of everything for the Bulldogs. Played very, very hard uh, and uh, was, was the recipient of a lot of passes uh, uh, inside for easy layups in the second half. Uh, Brooks stopped the bleeding after Mississippi State had really chipped it down to like a two-point game. Keon Brooks did. And then Shaquille Moore, guard for Mississippi State, hit a three, cut it to one, less than five minutes left. And honestly, you know, the, the threes that Mississippi State took in this game, if you look at the shot, the shot chart, whether it be on ESPN or CBS, it's like the couple that Shaquille Moore took and the, and the Bulldogs took, I mean, they were just straight on literally like at the very top of the key. And you would think that after a little bit, Kentucky would have adjusted and said, okay, let's see if we can guard one of the easiest threes to hit on the court. And that's not me being smart. Alec. it's genuine. Like I like Mississippi state didn't hit a lot of threes in this game. They were six of 19, but it was one of the things that aided them in, in a comeback in the comeback. And so I was just sitting there thinking like, okay, eventually Kentucky's going to try and pick up on this and they're going to try and shut that down and make them take a more difficult three, but it didn't happen. Um, Grady, Kellen Grady could not hit. I put down in my, in my notes, Kellen Grady couldn't hit in this game. Uh, that eventually proved to be false, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, Kellen Grady, for the majority of this contest, was struggling from outside, and then he picked it up uh, later on. Under four, it was getting tight, tied at 64. Uh, Shibwe tried to take over to late. Again, like I mentioned, he finished with 21 points, and there was a stretch there where Kentucky went to him on back-to-back-to-back possessions, and uh, there were some good things that happened, but Mississippi State just shot the ball well in the second half. So I mentioned that they were shooting 30.8% uh, from the uh, floor at the end of the first half. They shot. They ended up shooting 429 so literally just about a 12% increase in the second half uh, after the second half just um, really impressive the way that Mississippi State just became really efficient on offense all of a sudden. Uh, again, Iverson Molinar, Molinar was a big part of that late uh, to kind of help them rally to take the game to overtime. And this is something that I put down in my notes, and I've said this twice already. If Mississippi State had made their free throws in regulation, they would have won this game. 
Uh, they shot well from the floor but could not make their free throws. And that ended up coming back to bite them because whenever the team got to overtime, they completely shut down. They scored two points as opposed to Kentucky's 10. And Kellen Grady, uh, the man that I said was not hitting at all in the in regulation, finished with 18 points uh, and had two clutch threes um, in, the, uh, in the overtime period. Seven of 16 from the floor, four of 11 from three was Kellen Grady. Um, and, and yeah, he, man wanted to go home and, t- and go to sleep. And, uh, I honestly, I couldn't blame him. It was getting really, 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 uh, really late and props to Kellen Grady for coming up clutch in the overtime period. Uh, let's go over some more stats here. Um, Oscar Sheepway finished with 21, Kellen Grady with 18. Like I just mentioned, severe Wheeler, who we did not talk about at all. Um, after sustaining what looked like a little bit of a minor injury at Auburn, Played well in this game, played 32 minutes, had 15 points, six assists, uh, no rebounds, picked up a steal as well. Um, he played really well in this game, and again, he was the catalyst for what the uh, what the Wildcats wanted to do in uh, transition. Keon Brooks uh, had a decent game, 12 points, six rebounds, shot five of 10 uh, from the field, almost fouled out, but uh, really solid stuff from Keon Brooks as well. Uh, let's see, Davion Mintz. I wanted to note this, and I'm not criticizing him. Like, just I'm not getting on to him because I still think he's he's playing well. Um, but he's he's uh, kind of cooled off here after having a stretch of of six straight games where he was playing very well. He's scored four points uh, the tonight. He scored five points against Auburn. He's kind of gotten into a little bit of a shooting slump. Was two of nine from the floor, zero of three in this game. And honestly, you're not going to get perfect perfection every single game. I, I believe I even said that uh, before the Auburn game is like Davion Mintz is eventually going to cool off. Right. Uh, and I would just, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him pick, pick it back up because there were moments in this game where it's like, that's a veteran move. Like that's nice. Like he's, he's still, still a very talented guard. Very pleased to see him uh, playing, playing decent for the, for the Wildcats. I hope he picks it back up here in, uh, in just a uh, few games. Rebounds were also something important. I mentioned that the Bulldogs had a plus nine rebounding margin, uh, and Kentucky got 44 rebounds as opposed to Mississippi State's 33, uh, including 12 offensive rebounds. That was another huge key in this game. The Bulldogs didn't really turn it over. Only 11 turnovers in this game. Uh, both teams got 10 points apiece off points off of turnovers and a, and a lot of fouls, 19 for Mississippi State, 20 for the Kentucky Wildcats. And so, yep, that's how the game went. Uh, Mississippi State eventually just kind of tried to claw back in and then just completely fell flat on their face when the overtime period hit and uh, Kellen Grady was able to uh, clutch it out. So we're going to talk about some final things here uh, to wrap the uh, the show up in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website so that you can go and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just head over to betonline.ag right now and use promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them on our socials. Leave it on the YouTube channel. would love to hear what you guys thought about this game. Shaden Sharp did not play in this contest. I, It's not that I expected him to, uh, per se, um, but I do expect him to play at some point soon, at least I hope, uh, but he didn't play in this game. And I jokingly said on Twitter right before it went to overtime, I was like, this is the perfect time to put Shaden in. Yeah, let's see if we could get him uh, get him some minutes. But he did not play in this game, and it was a little disappointing. All right, the four parameters for Kentucky Wildcat wins. We're going to uh, go over them here real quick. Did Kentucky, number one, shoot the ball well? Well, they shot 47% from the floor. They shot 26% from three. That's not going to cut it from three. But overall, especially in the first half, uh, Kentucky was shooting really well from the floor. So I'm not mad at 47%. I mean, that's decent. I'll say sure. I mean, they barely did it, but they shot well from the floor. Did they have decent shot selection? Yeah, I believe they did. And, and you know, Kellen Grady had some open looks from three, and he just... Simply couldn't knock him down, uh, at least the, for the majority of regulation he couldn't. And you know what? That's okay. Uh, it, I think there were, that there were times in this game where it's like, oh, man, we could have had that one. Uh, it just simply didn't go in the hole. So I think decent. Sh- it, it was it was it was a decent shot selection day from Kentucky. Can the Wildcats play well in transition? I believe they had 15 fast break points, and Severe Wheeler had six assists and was pushing the ball in transition. And overall, I'm. Relatively pleased with the way that the transition game went. Now it now it sped Mississippi State up, and they weirdly adjusted to it, even though they're one of the slower teams in the country. But I think they played well in transition offensively, not so much defensively, uh, in my opinion. Then final thing here, protect the rim. Well, Kentucky only had four blocks in this game. They held Mississippi State to 42.9% shooting, and they did a really good job of protecting the rim of the first half, not so much in the second uh, and so that's kind of like a eh, they did for twenty minutes in this contest, and and then overall, I just don't think that um, I don't think that the defensive intensity was there. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily say the intensity. It's just they just had mental blips in the second half, where it's again, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's like you work yourself into pos- into a possession. It looks like you might be able to get a stop. And instead of guarding what would have been a contested shot, you leave a pass open for an open layup. Um, that is just, again, we talked about it on yesterday's show. This Bulldogs team likes to get as many high percentage looks as they possibly can. They don't like to take a lot of threes. They like to get looks at the rim. And they certainly executed on the offensive end. It was impressive to see Mississippi State come back, but eventually it just simply was not enough. So overall, I think when you look at the parameters, I think Kentucky, for the most part, did what they needed to do. It was an overtime win. It was a close game. So, you know, honestly, uh, props for to Kentucky for uh, for pulling it out after not having, I would say, the most impressive game. I mean, they still scored 82 points. And again, uh, it's, it's going to be great whenever I eventually get one of these final scores um, correct, but it was uh, it was not uh, it was not uh, this game, but it was close. The next game that Kentucky plays, and boy howdy, we're gonna have a fun one re- uh, previewing and recapping this game. Uh, the Wildcats are going to number five Kansas on Saturday. It's at five o'clock. Uh, ESPN will be broadcasting it. It's the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I wanted to note this here about the uh, Kansas Jay- Kansas Jayhawks. Their last three games 
have been incredibly close. And really, when you look at their schedule, it's four out of their last five, and they've consistently played in, in really tight contests this season. So they beat Oklahoma on the road by three. Then they went on the road and beat Kansas State uh, by three, and they got hosed, or the, the uh, Kansas State Wildcats got hosed in that game. Uh, great officiating. And then this past, uh, this past game uh, on Monday, one, probably the game of the year, they beat Texas Tech at home 94-91 in double overtime. A lot of close, close contests. I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. Uh, I think that if Kentucky's able to make it a tight game, they win it. Uh, I think that Kansas is not going to be able to win close games forever. And I think that the Wildcats are building some momentum heading into this contest. I just wanted to point that out that Kansas is not necessarily playing like the best basketball of their season, but they're they're playing the way that they need to, especially later on if they make when they make the tournament in March. It's just a I just think that eventually they're going to run into a team that's not going to allow them uh, to win a very very tight game. I think that team's Kentucky. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Twitter, or excuse me, on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode. Have a good day, and God bless.